Good day, LOJ. This is Principal Mills, and welcome to another episode of Sailor Soundbites. Well, today we have a couple people here, a couple important people, I'd say, for our schools and community. Uh, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourselves and your titles of wherever, whatever that is. We'll start with you. All right. Uh, it's Brian Sheldon. I'm uh, one of the school resource officers uh, from Lake Oswego Police Department. Uh, and I'm assigned to Lake Oswego High School, LOJ, and all the elementaries that feed into there. All right. What about you? I'm James Usher. I'm the other school resource officer. I am assigned to Lake Ridge, Lake Ridge Middle, and the other schools that feed into those. What is your title? What is it? Sergeant, Captain? What do you, what do you guys call each other? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I can't keep track of all these things. <laughs> no, we're just officers. So just we're, officers. Okay. yeah, we have not promoted uh the SRO program is a, actually a special assignment within our uh, agency. So okay. we have detectives, traffic officers, uh, canine officers that are also uh, special assignments. So similar. Okay. Mm-hmm. I got you. So you go from officers, the next step up is what? Sergeant. Sergeant, then sergeant goes to? Lieutenant, then the captain, then the chief. Chief, yeah. Is that pretty universal, like in all, I don't know, like firefighters, police? Yeah, it depends on the size of the agency. Um, some larger agencies will have commanders and corporals, even. Yeah, uh, okay. but an agency our size, it's a you know, I would say it's a small to medium sized police department. So okay, I got you. And so we have two SROs that serve the whole district, then, right? Correct. Yep. Yeah. And so Usher, you're on. I should know this, like South Side, right? South Side, yeah. absolutely. You know, one lake, one love over here. Uh-huh. I, don't, I don't, I don't think North South, but yeah. You know. You know, Very inclusive. Yeah, Technically, I'm a north setter. He's a south setter. <laughs> yeah. But you guys do share duties at times where if one of you's gone, you can step in and kind of work within the district. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, just last week, I was, uh, for two days straight, I taught at Lake Ridge uh, High School uh, okay, in cool. one of their health classes. So mm-hmm. that was fun. Yeah. So for those that are listening, that I, I think there's a lot that's been out there around just SROs in schools. Um, I know there was some uh, committee that was put together just talking about just the importance and or like pros and cons of uh, having SROs within schools. Um, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit, like, what is, what is your, in your opinion, like, what is the importance of an SRO in the school and what do you do for schools to help support kids? So, I mean, in my opinion, first off, we're a resource and we're here to assist the students, the staff, family members, uh, depending on the circumstances. Um, we're here to educate and uh, make it easier for them. Um, we also um, have great working relationships with the principals Um and, I mean, we deal with a lot of mental health calls, whether it be theft twos, um, assistance. I mean, there's a lot of extracurricular stuff that we do outside of uh, police work. Um, and also, I mean, shop with a cop. That's coming up soon. Oh, that's cool. Um, all kinds of different things, yeah. Yeah, it's really just uh, the priority is building positive relationships between law enforcement and the general community. And what better place to start than with our youth? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um especially with the last couple of years with just a lot of, you know, social unrest that's going on around the entire country and let alone the world. Um, but even in our community, we're not immune to any of that stuff. So, you know, uh, it's a good place to repair some of those relationships in general. Um, yeah. And then just educate people and give students and staff and parents uh, an opportunity to connect with police officers in a less negative um situation because no one calls the cops when things are going great you know that's true (laughs) and sometimes they call you just to give you a bad time about something yeah (laughs) sometimes yeah uh but kids you know especially teenagers when they're learning how to drive their first interaction with a police officer is on a traffic stop and that you know 
that's unnerving. You know, yeah. I remember the first time I ever got stopped by a police officer. I mean, it was, I didn't know what to expect. So that's yeah, true. Uh, yeah. I haven't actually know. thought about that. That's an interesting way to think about that. Yeah. You talked a little bit, but you said you were just teaching. Like, what types of things do you get into schools and teach? Like, what are the topics that you're usually asked to come in and, and work around? So last week, it was I was teaching digital safety, and I've been doing that for about uh, seven or eight years. Um, and just the ins and outs of, you know, from a law enforcement perspective, as well as my perspective as a dad, um, for cell phones and social media, you know, just being a good digital citizen, creating yeah. good uh, reputations for yourself, that kind of thing. And then I also have uh, a lot of experience with drug and alcohol um, investigations. So just safety awareness when it comes to those kind of things. Gotcha. Yeah. Yep. And then I guess I, um, I'll do constitutional law um, at the high school. Um, and we, we go into search and seizure, things like that. Um, and a lot of just general Q&A uh, for the students um, in the classroom. And then generally for elementary level, we do community safety, um, a lot of good questions from those kiddos. Um, and then we've recently just started with the fire department to do CPR, oh, cool. uh, hands-only CPR. So, I feel like some people, when they think like SROs in the building, it's like we, we jump to this, like they're here arresting kids. They're here like, you know, there's these huge problems mm-hmm. and, and they're coming in and they have their uniforms on and they're here to arrest. Yeah, like, the question's always, what's wrong? Stereotype, yeah. But I, just so the listeners know, and I know because I work with you, like – would you say that a majority of the time you're actually working with kids around educating rather than actually like arresting and moving down that avenue or what would you say kind of? I had to give a percentage to it. James, you can uh, step in if you want, but it's, it's about 95% of what we do is not really law enforcement related. Mm-hmm. Uh, about 5% of what we do is law enforcement. Uh, the, you know, uh, put it using our handcuffs or kind of enforcing the laws like, kind of a last resort in our position, yeah. you know, using discretion and just, uh, we wear a lot of different hats, mm-hmm. uh, mediator, counselor, mentor, um, you know, role model, all sorts of different things. So, yeah. And I mean, even with our positions, like, um, we're, we're a reference and we, we use our resources. So like if there's a, cause we, I mean, Brian can attest to it too, but I mean, we deal with a lot of mental health and having our, um, we have a mental health professional that we work with at the police department. And I mean, I, I can't tell you how many people, you know, I've referred to her. Um, so, I mean, it's just a large gamut of things. Yeah. I found too, in working with both of you, it's oftentimes it's like, we want kids to, it sounds weird. We want them to make mistakes now. Mm -hmm. So then as they like move through Mm -hmm. and they get out of high school and they become adults that, those mistakes they've, they've learned at a young age where it's not as big. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, do we want them doing things that break the law? Absolutely not. But I've found that I've really appreciated bringing you both in where it's like almost just talking with a kid around, Hey, if this type of behavior continues, like here are some of the things as you become an adult of what would happen and having that ability as a police officer to say like, here's what we typically deal with an adult. I, I've just found that powerful. I think that helps kids kind of get a different view from, maybe what their adolescent brain is going through in the moment. And so yeah. I, I, I would say the, the feedback that we've gotten from a lot of students, whether current or past students, uh, is that we're, we're more problem solvers, you know? Uh, I know coming into a, you know, someone like your office, um, seeing the principal and a police officer, you know, they immediately jump to conclusions that they're just immediately going to jail or mm-hmm. they're in trouble, and that's yeah. – you know, nine times out of 10, that's not the case. You know, we're trying to find the best solution for each kid, no matter what their circumstances. And it's different for everybody. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're all unique. And I mean, Brian and I have actually had situations where 
Um, and they're, they're unique, right? But, you know, if someone's going to get in trouble at school or outside of school and they're a juvenile, I mean, we will, you know, go out of our way to um, assist them, whether it be cleaning graffiti with the mm-hmm. kiddo um, instead of, you know, going through the juvenile justice system. You know, is this a first-time offense for this kiddo? Um, and then, you know, if, if it's multiple, um, we can start going to other avenues. I mean, um, cleaning, you know, restrooms where there's criminal mischief or anything, uh, things like that. Um, you know, we go out of our way to be extra reasonable, you know, cause I mean, they do make mistakes. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, we're not going to have schools where we don't have some of those mistakes happen. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's about what are the actions after the fact and how do you get some change behavior and learning? And so I, I've always appreciated that. I think it's good for people to hear that that's kind of the work that we really truly do 90 for 95% of the time, as you talked about. Yeah. Talk to me about what, what is like the one thing that like brings you the most joy about working in schools as an SRO? I honestly like something that has happened in the last two weeks. It's I'm not trying to set a precedence here, but I've taken kids home uh, from the high school and the middle school and even elementary schools home because the parents, you know, they work, they have jobs, they have lives of their own. And in the middle of the school day, it's, it's hard to pick up your sick kid mm-hmm. from the health room. Um, and if they're old enough to be at home by themselves and they're just sick, I mean, I've given kids rides home, you know, from school yeah. and we have, uh, personalized police trucks and they're not like our, you know, regular patrol cars. So it's, it's, you know, uh, it doesn't give them the sense that they're in custody or anything like that. You know, it's, um, it's not every day that you're getting a ride home from a police officer, <laughs> yeah. in a, you know, in a non-custodial type of way. Yeah, exactly. So they're a little surprised at times, but you know, just the, the connection, uh, with kids, whether you know them personally or not, um, just said sheds a little bit different light, uh, for them. Uh, yeah. that not all officers are, you know, bad guys and, you know, or gals and we're not robots. We're actually humans with emotions sure, and yeah. we care about people. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, for me, um, at the elementary level, I mean, it's recess. Like I just love, you know, the kids surround you and you're just like, oh my gosh, you know, hundreds of kids around you. You're just like, you know, the most popular person there at <laughs> recess and you know, the, the teachers love it. The principals love it. Um, but one unique thing for me is, you know, especially with COVID, you know, that happened years prior, there's a lot of mental health going on and, um, having that last straw for that kiddo and the family and, mm-hmm. you know, Brian's there with me to help on certain occasions too, because I mean, it takes two of us for certain calls and trying to figure out what's best for the family, not just the student, um, to move forward. And, you know, sometimes maybe that's time outside of school to get into a mental health facility or whatever it is. I mean, having that like moment of the parents not knowing what to do and they're like, Hey, well, well let's try this route. And it ends up, you know, working really well for them. Yeah. Last question that we have, cause we're running out of time here, but, um, do you have not with examples, but like, can you think of situations where you've seen some kids go through some difficult times in high school and then you see them now you've been here for a while. Right. And maybe see them a few years down the road as an adult and just see like some, I don't know, some impact that you had. Is there anything that pops into mind in that sense? For sure. Uh, this is my sixth year, uh, as an SRO. So my first year, uh, in the schools, uh, I do remember a student, uh, at one of our high schools that was pretty challenging. Um, wasn't making the greatest decisions. And, uh, within the last year, he actually came back and was one of our interns at our police department. Oh, that's cool. Um, kind of turned his life around and, um, not that I had, you know, a lot of influence or impact on that, but, uh, you know, having conversations with him, you know, he, he definitely made mention of that, you know, um, just how I interacted with him and treated him respectfully and fairly and all that kind of stuff. And 
some other officers, I mean, yeah, it could be easy and for me where I just, you know, not have a lot of patience and just, you know, jump down their throat about something that really is in the grand scheme of things is just not that important. You know, yeah, that's awesome. it's like we talked about it earlier, correcting behavior. You know? mm-hmm. Um, for, for me, um, it was a high school student as well. And, um, he had been going through some challenging times, you know, through his years in high school. And this is my fourth year now, um, of interacting with him and he didn't, uh, interact with our patrol, you know, during, during the graveyard hours. And, um, he had gotten into some run-ins with law enforcement being referred. Um, but then I'd always follow up with him, you know, the morning after or, you know, during that week. And, um, he, you know, he let out a lot of information, you know, and he was mm-hmm. just like, Hey, I need to get this off my shoulders. Um, just being that resource. Cause I mean, he yeah. didn't have that relationship with this counselor and I'm not to say, you know, all the kids don't have that. And there's a lot of kids that have great yeah, relationships. Um, but you know, they, they have that certain adult, um, whether it be an SRO principal counselor, um, therapist. Um, but, and he ended up graduating a couple years back and I saw him at the, you know, Lake Ridge football game, um, during the season. And he's just like, Oh, what's up Usher? How's it going? <laughs> I'm like, what's up, man? You know, it's just that reunite, uh, reunited, you know, it's like, wow, he remembers that, you know, like I, I was, I brought joy to him too, you know, and likewise. You know, I find that interesting too. I mean, I, I was a former principal in high school and I think you naturally see some of that more because you see them at an older age and then they're Mm -hmm. older and come back and check in. And, and there's been some kids that are just, they had some tough goes. And I think what I've learned the most out of it is being supportive and non-judgmental and really focusing like what you two have said around like, how do we help them become better people and make better decisions and understand their impact um, gives them that opportunity to sometimes mature later. Some people don't figure it out until mm-hmm. they're out of high school and then they come back and all of a sudden now a couple of them are like running these like companies and probably making more money than me. And, <laughs> and I'm like, man, I remember Us when I was too. getting you in trouble like every day. And they're like, now I might like need you for some support here. Uh-huh. But, you know, so those are cool things. I think for me, it's about, really taking a step back in the work we do also and understanding that these are kids. Um, Kids are going to make mistakes. Some of them at different levels than others and some of them at different timelines. And so really appreciate the work that you two do. Appreciate you coming in. Mm -hmm. No, thanks for having us. We definitely uh, find joy in what we're doing. So thank you. Thanks Kevin. All right. Well, if you're listening and you want to hear some more of our episodes, please subscribe, uh, click the link below or just check Spotify, Apple podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. It's a great day to be a sailor. 